Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome to the Mental Wellness Wake-Up Show, a weekly podcast where growth-minded, creative people come to learn best practices from both spirituality and psychology that create lasting well-being. I am your host, mental wellness expert, improvised acting teacher, therapist, and coach, Dawn McMillan. Let's get to it. All right, you amazing people, you. What I want to talk about today is the seven steps to get anything you want. Oh yeah, I said seven steps to get anything you want. So how do I come upon these seven steps? Well, life. And when I share them with you, you are going to recognize that many of the times you have brought something into being that you wanted, you have done these seven steps. The other way I come to learn this is by study, studying philosophy. I've been studying philosophy since I was 12 years old. I have a degree in psychology and a degree in clinical mental health counseling. I'm a certified master coach. I'm a certified trauma specialist. I am digging into the work of human transformation all the time. And I read the psychology research and I follow the blogs and I listen to the podcasts And I have distilled from all of that research, all of the techniques into seven simple steps that help you get anything that you want. Are you ready to hear them? I bet you are. But before we do, (laughs) let me tell you why there are seven simple steps to get anything you want. And yet many of us don't have all the things that we want. (laughs) To quote my friend, Mike, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. So the first obstacle to having anything we want is that we mistake it for having everything that we want. We really need to acknowledge that there's an opportunity cost for every yes. For every yes, you're saying a no to some unlimited number of other things. That's why some of us really get into a habit of no. We're so ready to just keep our options open in case something else comes along that's better that we overcorrect to the no side of things. Some of us struggle with too much yes. We just want to be helpful. We want to live life to the fullest. So we just yes, 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 yes. Without thinking through necessarily or really exploring well, what no am I creating with this yes? If I agree to go see a movie at 10 p.m. on Friday night, then there are any other number of things I won't be doing at 10 p.m. on Friday night. If I agree to bake 100 cupcakes for my kids' Valentine's Day party, then I may be saying no to getting a good night's sleep and being fresh for my meeting that I have that afternoon. So that's one of the obstacles. Very carefully said, anything you want, not everything you want. Obstacle number two, or objection that comes up with that. So if I want to marry Keanu Reeves, I can do that? Hmm. 
we will have an exploration at some point about what it is that you actually want. So, seven steps to get anything you want is really more about seven steps to create what you truly desire. Can I underline and bold, double click on truly? There's a great book out called Wanting about how a lot of what we think we want is not what we want. We want what we think other people want or what our culture has told us that we should want. I think I've spoken on this before. It's a great book. Check it out. So with all of those fine print provisos, <laughs> there will be more. I hope you're still with me because this absolutely works. These are, in fact, these seven steps to get anything you want. And your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to learn these seven steps and apply them consciously. So here we go. Step number one is desire. Desire. In order to get anything you want, there has to be something that you want. So if you don't want anything, then no need for the remainder of the steps. You can just be where you are and that's fine. There's a whole section of Buddhism about unwinding yourself from desire. It's often misunderstood as to not wanting anything. What it's talking more about is unwinding from craving and recognizing that desire is how we get hints about what's, what's to be created with and through us. But I digress, <laughs> sort of. One thing you can notice is desire means can be broken down to desire from the father. For those of you who have a monotheistic perspective, you might even think that your desires are divinely endowed. For those of you who don't, let's just say that the first thing you got to do if you want to manifest or actualize or receive or create anything you want is to have something that you want. Step number two. Remove the obstacles. What is getting in the way of you getting what you want? Spoiler alert, I'm not talking about obstacles outside of yourself in the path, although that is sometimes the call. Sometimes the call is outside of you, but most of the time the call is coming from inside the house. So once you figure out what you want, what is it within you? What is What was programmed into you in those first eight years of your life when you were just a sponge, when you were walking around in a hypnotic state so that everything was considered a suggestion? What have you learned from your trauma, your experience, your life that is no longer serving you or will not continue to serve you in the service of this particular desire, this want? So step one, desire. Step two, Remove the obstacles that are preventing you from having it. Because full fact, if there were no obstacles to you having what you want, you would have it. Everything that you do have, you once wanted, and the way you got it was by removing the obstacles for you to get it. So it could be super simple removing the obstacle. I needed a dress for a party last night. The obstacle was I did not have one that was suitable. So I removed the obstacle going to a store and acquiring it. it doesn't always have to be super woo-woo or deep step three 
embody the new reality. So there's an unavoidable aspect of getting what you want, and it's being the kind of person who has what you want. You need to embody those values, those perspectives, those skills, those choices. So if you want something while you are working on unwinding from anything that might prevent you from getting it, you also have to be the kind of person who can receive it. Think about lottery winners who they want money. They managed to remove an obstacle to having it. They won the lottery, but because they are not the kind of people who have money, who are not the kind of people who live opulently, there is a motivation that is entirely unconscious or likely mostly unconscious that they're not aware of that causes them to lose the money, to give it away, to end off worse off, to end up worse off than they were before. Because although they remove the obstacle to getting money without this other part of being the kind of person who has money, that incongruency is going to cause some cognitive dissonance, which is going to actualize in your world as a change of circumstance. So step one, want something, desire. Step two, remove the obstacles. Step three, embody the new reality. Step four, act on inspiration. This is where a lot of law of attraction people go wrong. It is not enough to sit at home on your yoga cushion, fantasizing and daydreaming about things. You have to do something that is out in the 3D, 4D reality. You have to take action, action that is observable. If you're not doing what you're inspired to do, you're not going to get what you're inspired to want. So you must take action. But notice I say act on inspiration. We're addicted to doing in our culture. We just do things for the sake of being busy. We run errands in order to, to fill time. We just do, 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 do. And it's not necessarily in the service of anything other than joining the cult of busy. Oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. How are you? I'm so busy. Yeah, we're all busy. Are we as, are we as busy as we are because it's necessary or because we don't have anything better to do than run around and be busy? So we do want to take action and we want that action to be inspired. Remember, we just set up our target. There's something that we desire. We're working on removing the inner and outer obstacles to having that desire. And we're beginning to be the kind of person who lives that way. We're starting to be the kind of person who has a luxury car. So for example, if you were driving a luxury car, would you be eating super messy tacos in the front seat of your car, just getting taco sauce all over your leather interior? Probably not. So maybe start to be the kind of person who keeps their interior of their fabulous car that you already have pristine because that's the kind of person that you are. And then you take action on that inspiration. Maybe you get inspired to apply for a promotion and you get the hit 
Maybe it works out that you get that promotion. Maybe you don't, but you're beginning to act on the inspiration. So step one, desire. Step two, remove the obstacles. Step three, embody, be the kind of person who has the things that you wish to have, and then take action to move forward in service of that desire. Here's step five, make adjustments. So often when we think we're moving towards something that we desire and we encounter an obstacle, we think it's a sign from the universe that we can't have the thing that we desire or that we're not smart enough or strong enough or whatever not enoughness we, we paint ourselves in the corner with. That's not necessarily so. We want to make adjustments in the same way that an airline pilot is constantly making adjustments to her direction that she's flying in order to get from Los Angeles to New York, you and I require to make adjustments on how it's going on this path of having those things that we desire. So you don't give up the goal, you adjust the means. Desire, remove obstacles, embody the new reality, act on inspiration, M, make adjustments. And here's my favorite part and the thing that we miss. Enjoy every tiny little victory. Savor all that is currently happening. Really take it in. So let's say you are wanting to create more money in your life and you find a quarter on the ground. Enjoy the heck out of that quarter. Just really savor it, lean into it. And those states that we savor, we anchor into our mind-body system and they become more likely to happen. So if you find a quarter on the ground and you're like, oh, this is so good. And you just take a few minutes and just go, oh, it feels so good to just find money. Before you move on, one, you're less likely to take joyful experiences for granted and you will up-level your happiness, right? That's what a lot of gratitude does for you. It invites you to enjoy and savor the good things that are already occurring. So you don't take them for granted and there you're happy. There art thou happy. No matter what else happens, you're like, I just had five minutes of awesome today because I managed to enjoy and savor something that happened. And then the last step, step seven, is repeat. Start from, start from scratch with the next desire. And as long as you are a human being, you're going to keep wanting things. My perspective is that we're always invited to greater expansion and growth to higher and higher levels of consciousness. In North American culture, we are always inspired to want the next thing. Digging into that is another story about whether that's healthy or how to make that healthy. But for now, I think your life experience will show you that there's always the next thing. Part of that is hedonic adaptation. The thing that you love today will just be the thing that you have next week. That luxury car that you finally got, you're like, yes becomes just your car. <laughs> so another thing will come to your awareness that you want to create or have or do or be. So repeat the process. 
So if you're listening closely, you will discover that there is an acronym to help you remember what these steps are. And originally when I created the system, it was called the DREAM method, D-R-E-A-M. But as I evolved and I studied more and I learned more and I practiced more, I realized that those last two steps, particularly the enjoy, particularly savoring, is so vital in order to make this process more enjoyable, obviously, more pleasurable, and more sustainable. The savoring and the enjoying gives you a little more strength, a little more courage, a little more motivation to keep going when an obstacle arises. And then for the repeat, as long as you're alive, it never ends. Even if you're like super content with your life and you're at peace and you have evolved beyond cravings and you're non-attached to outcomes and you're living in bliss and gratitude, things come up. You're going to need a new furnace for your, for your house because the old one broke. You're going to desire a meal because you haven't eaten since yesterday and you're hungry. You're going to desire that the pothole in front of your temple gets filled. So this is not necessarily about ego-based, driven, just wanting, 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 wanting. I mean, it can be if you want to use it that way. It's acknowledgement that there's always something new to create, be, do, or have for as long as you are in a body. So the dreamer method is what do you desire? How do you remove the obstacles to having that desire? Embodying, being the kind of person who lives that lifestyle or has that thing acting on inspiration so that you're doing your part in physical reality to make that real, making adjustments along the way. If you're trying to get from, I need to know which direction this is. So I'll pick something easier. I was going to say Bakersfield to Fresno, but I don't know which direction that goes. (laughs) If you're trying to get from Sacramento to Seattle and there's a roadblock heading north, maybe you head east for a while and then go around it. Make adjustments. E, enjoy. Savor the present moment. Does that mean that you savor all the present moments? If you want an A plus and a gold star, it does. And, but, especially those moments that give you little hints that the thing that you are creating is coming to fruition. So if you're, to use the example I used before, if you're working on money and you find a quarter, it really does sort of validate, oh yeah, this money thing is coming coming to fruition. And then act on the inspiration to pick it up. Maybe you put it in someone's meter for them in order to create more joy in the world. I don't know. And that just repeat, 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 repeat. Keep getting in touch with what you desire. Keep removing the obstacles. Keep embodying that new reality of who you are. Keep acting on the inspiration. Keep making those adjustments. Keep enjoying. And repeat until that situation is fully present in your world. And use this on the next one. So yeah, that's it. Pretty simple, right? Super simple. And 
<laughs> there are techniques and tools and strategies for each one of those steps to make this simpler, easier, and more joyful. Let's talk about desire for a second. Do you want what you want? Why do you want it? And is it going to serve you to get it? <laughs> I could do like a full month on each one of those steps. How to find out what you want, how to do it in a way that's actually in alignment with your values, you know, whether that's guided visualization, doing parts work, unpacking from trauma that may have you desiring things that aren't actually good for you. So that's a whole, each one of these steps can be a whole study in themselves. And if you want to start practicing right away, intentionally, you can just do them. What do I desire? What's in the way? How would I feel if that happened? What does that inspire me to do? Hmm, that didn't work. What can I do instead? Ah, this feels so good. And then back to the beginning. Or maybe you loop, act on inspiration, make adjustments, enjoy. Act on inspiration, make adjustments, enjoy. But really, that's it. And I want you to think about something that you have that you wanted that was maybe a big thing. You'll notice you did all those steps. You know, for example, I really wanted to go to college. Desire. Remove obstacles. Well, one of them was applying. <laughs> I had to apply. And I also had to get financial aid because my family couldn't afford to pay for college. And then once I got started getting those acceptance letters, I was like, oh, I'm a college kid, right? I was starting to embody. I was the kind of person who goes to college. Even though in reality, I was still in high school and I was still living in Maryland, I was already embodying I am the kind of person who goes to college and then acting on inspiration, which college I chose, uh, when to leave, what to pack, what to ask for, what to study, and then making adjustments. You know, there were some, some issues actually getting there and starting. And I had some issues in college, but because I desire to be a college graduate at this point, right? First, the desire morphed from, I want to get into college. I want to be a college graduate. I had to make adjustments all along. And I did. I did enjoy it. I loved going. I loved where I went to school. I went to Stanford. It was the right place for me. There were hard things about being there. It is beautiful to have been there. And then repeat, right? The desire to get to college became the desire to graduate college. So think back. Like, what is something? And like, oh, yeah, yeah. It went like that. So that's it. I've given you the big secret. <laughs> I've given you the goods. And what you can do is you can take this method and you can introspect, like, what is my particular hang up? What's the part that's hardest for me? And then go find yourself a coach and or a therapist and or a spiritual director and or a clergy person, a cleric of some kind and or a humanistic atheist society or whatever you need to help you keep going through it. All right. So I hope that helps. I love this. I love sharing this. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. I gave you the goods <laughs> and I'm really happy. I'm, it's making me happy to share this. So here we are. I'm enjoying 
this present moment. Ah, and while we're here, may I please tell you with great genuosity that you, beautiful, beloved, amazing person that you are, right here, right now, whether you change anything about yourself or your life or not, you are worthy and deserving of love, appreciation, validation, gratitude, peace, harmony, beauty, vitality, connection, prosperity, and all, all the good that life as a human has to offer. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Bye. If any part of this pinged with you, I would be so grateful if you could like on whatever platform you're on, especially iTunes, that really makes a big difference. And then share this with at least one other person who might benefit from it. This channel is also on YouTube. So if you prefer to listen to your podcasts on YouTube, I know that sounds weird, but a lot of people do. I, for myself, have found some really great podcasts on YouTube, which is a visual medium, but I digress. Please like, subscribe, and share. It means so much to me. And for those of you who have reached out to me to let me know which episodes have really been meaningful for you and helpful to you, first of all, thank you for listening. Second of all, ah, so grateful. So, so grateful. You can find me on most of the socials at the Dawn McMillan. All right.